Welcome to the Autism and Neurodiversity Podcast. We're here to bring you helpful information from leading experts and give you effective tools and support. I'm Jason Grigla, a licensed counselor and founder of Techie for Life, a specialized mentoring program for neurodiverse young adults. And I'm Debbie Grigla, a certified life coach. And maybe most importantly, we're also parents to our own atypical young adults. Friends, hello, welcome. Today, I want to talk to you about how you can crush the hold shame has on your child or teen or young adult and boost their well-being by parenting with more empathy. Parenting and working with young people, especially when they're struggling with being autistic or neurodivergent or highly sensitive or anxious, depressed, strong-willed, like the list could go on and on. It can feel exhausting and lonely. Have you ever gathered up the courage to finally open up and be vulnerable and share with someone your struggles or what you're going through only to be interrupted or have them just jump in and offer their very naive advice about what you should be doing differently so that you felt better? Have you ever been told that you're doing it wrong or given a list of things that you should try that, of course, you've already tried? Or maybe you have had someone jump in to one-up you with how much better their worst story is than yours. You know, and it's one thing when it's someone that you don't know that well, but it's a whole nother thing when it's someone that is close to you that that you f- that you feel like should be there for you and they aren't able to do it for you or maybe you go into a space or an environment where it's supposed to be supportive and you're met with this i think autism facebook support groups should come with warning labels post asking for help at your own risk you know only people with thick skinned should be posting Our society as a whole is not great at empathy. But everyone seems to be really, really good at shaming and blaming and telling other people what they should be doing. And it's the same for our children, teens, and young adults, especially if they're autistic and neurodivergent or have other challenges. They come looking for support and empathy and understanding, and they are often met with criticism and negative feedback and judgment, rejection, really. We as humans need connection. We as humans need connection. We thrive on belonging and we need to feel seen and heard and understood. And one of the most powerful and yet underrated ways that we experience this is through empathy. When you as a parent practice more empathy, you can help crush the hold that shame has on your loved one. The the stuckness they experience because of shame and feeling like they're bad or broken. And you can support their confidence and their sense of well-being when you offer empathy. When you withhold empathy and you don't have it in you to be empathetic, you may be inadvertently 
feeding and I'm reinforcing their internalized subconscious thoughts, stories, and shame-based beliefs that keep them in a spin of being stuck and struggling. But when you practice empathy, you're actually supporting your young person's ability to emotionally regulate and their sense of well-being, which leads to a sense of well-doing. It leads to success. It leads to increased happiness. So why is it that offering empathy can be so hard to do for our young people sometimes? I think what happens when a young person is in distress, when they are struggling, when they're emotionally dysregulated, our lower brain nervous system threat response registers that as danger, like this is bad. And then we go into thoughts of, oh, they shouldn't be acting this way, or this shouldn't be happening, or I'm supposed to fix this. Um, Sometimes we make it mean negative things about ourselves as parents, like, oh no, if they're struggling, that means I'm failing as a parent. Or maybe it's just simply like overwhelm of, I can't take this. And when we're thinking like that, when we're interpreting our young person's struggle and distress in this way, we feel uncomfortable. We feel distressed too. And then it triggers our nervous system threat response. We go into a fight, flight, freeze, or fawn response. And so then we actually make things worse by responding that way and showing up that way. You know, for example, let's say you have an adhd you know, a teen that comes home and they're really upset because their teacher yelled at them because they were talking in class too much and they're feeling shame and embarrassed and they're upset about it. And then we register that as a problem. Oh, this is bad. And we go into lecture mode. Oh, well, you shouldn't be talking in class. You know, you need to not talk to that friend and you need to listen to your teacher. And and we just, we just go on the sort of fight mode, like to, to extinguish this problem. And we damage our relationship. We escalate things. Then our, then our young person's going to get defensive. They're not going to feel heard or understood. And it just spirals downward from there. When our children are struggling and we recognize that, that they're struggling, like they are struggling, and I'm here for it. Like when we're willing to be, be there for them in their struggle, we feel a sense of compassion and some curiosity for what's going on for them. And then we're able to offer empathy. We, we can show up with a listening ear and connect to what they're experiencing and validate the emotional experience that they're having and offer some nurturing. And then we're actually there for them in their struggle. We're building connection. We're building attachment and trust and friendship. You know, that that maybe ADHD teen that comes home with the teacher that yelled at them for talking to their friend and we're like, oh my gosh, you seem really upset by this. What's going on? And and you find out, oh, they, they feel a lot of shame. They're embarrassed. Maybe they're angry that they never get to talk with their friend and they're always getting in trouble. And, and we're connecting to their experience and we're like, oh, you know, I, I get that. Like, I remember wanting to talk with friends in class and maybe getting in trouble myself or like, oh my gosh, that must be so embarrassing. I, I, 
that's so hard. We connect to that. It's going to help them be able to emotionally regulate and feel safe and feel understood. And then if there's like maybe a little bit of teaching or coping stuff that we want to offer, great. But just that connecting, like, I get you, I hear you, I understand you, what you're experiencing in that is so bonding and removes the shame of the experience to help them be able to work through it and maybe problem solve it or figure out ways to be in that classroom without getting yelled at. One of the biggest things keeping us from offering empathy that I find is not having tolerance or the capacity to tolerate someone else's discomfort, to tolerate our own child or teen or young adult's discomfort and stress and struggle. Our brain interprets it as danger and we go into a nervous system threat response. A lot of times this is because school parenting approaches were used on us and modeled very low tolerance for any kind of nervous system threat response kind of behavior or reactions. And it takes doing the inner work to rewire our nervous system's threat response to someone else's distress. It requires us to be able to recognize someone else's discomfort and struggle as part of the human experience and part of human development and that it's not actually a problem, that it's actually a really great opportunity to build connection and trust and relationship and and support their development of self-regulation skills. And when we're able to recognize that, we can do it in a way that's non-shamey. And I do think it's important to acknowledge and recognize that this is a sacrifice. It is challenging and hard to offer empathy. Our brain wants to go to fix-it mode and get out of the discomfort, to be willing to lean into the discomfort, to be willing to be present with someone else who's struggling, and to offer that listening ear, even if like we're thinking, well, it's your own fault, you brought this on yourself, or whatever might, like the judgments that might be like, passing through in our mind, but to just really be present and connect with them and offer that empathy It's a sacrifice to meet your child where they're at, when they're at it, right? When their nervous system is dysregulated at their stage of self-regulation development skills. So how do we offer more empathy when our young person is triggered? It just keeps going back to by continuing to develop our own emotional regulation skills, our stress and discomfort tolerance. It is uncomfortable work. And it's so worth it. It pays incredible dividends. Being able to offer empathy when you see distress is such a game changer. And I know because I have children that struggle. I work with young adults and parents who struggle. And my ability to be able to parent, to, to coach, to mentor is effective. It's, it's effectively boosted my, by my ability to emotionally regulate and tolerate other people's distress. If this is an area that you struggle with, I encourage you to get on our email list and keep 
coming here to this podcast and listening and follow us on social media. And we're going to do what we can to help you and support you and be able to turn these distressing patterns into amazing opportunities where you really build connection and show up differently and in ways that feel really good, actually. When you are willing to sit through that that discomfort, you actually on the other end of that is increased connection and love and support. And we need to do that for each other. So I hope that you find this helpful and I hope you have an amazing week and love on those kiddos of yours. Take care. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Autism and Neurodiversity with Jason and Debbie. If you want to learn more about our work, come visit us at jasondebbie.com. That's J-A-S-O-N-D-E-B-B-I-E.com. E.com.